Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is the one and only Hayden, all the way from Port Macquarie, Aussie, or Australia, with Raw Performance Den. Hayden, how are you, man? Good, mate. How are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, you know, it's Thursday there for you guys. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, a time model around, wasn't it? Trying to um, sort of work out what day it is over there as well and then get some time sorted here and try and make both parties work. But um, yeah, we've come together and I'm um, really keen to have a chat and um, speak through some things. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, with that being said, you know, I appreciate being on the show today. Um, so I'll go ahead and open it up to you and just kind of tell the audience a little bit about yourself you know, what your experience has been, you know, your hobbies, your passions, and how did you get into raw performance then? Yeah, cool. So started in the fitness, fitness industry when I was 18. Um, I think like a lot of us in the fitness industry got into it pretty early. Um, so started when I was 18, started personal training. Um, I was living out at Armadale, which is out west from us. Um, I was actually at uni there doing my exercise sports science degree. Um, pretty well got that completed. Um, just got my last practicals to go through there, but sort of midway through um, going to college and whatnot, sort of need that extra income to keep going and um, thought, well, I'm already within this fitness industry here. Um, let's sort of take it to that next step for myself and let's start PTing. So um, knuckled down, got my Cert 3 and 4 done and um, yeah, started PTing at one of the local gyms over there where I was doing a lot of one-on-one and group training, small group training classes. Um, and from there, it sort of just grew, um, just found my passion for it, really loved that sort of one-on-one approach, being able to give people um, that individualized support that they do need towards their fitness goals. Um, so yeah, sort of moving forward now, uh, when I was 18, uh, moving forward to now being 26, um, moved back to Port, Port Macquarie when I was probably two years ago now, um, or three years ago, I should say. And I got my foot in the door with one of the local gyms here in Port. And I was a manager there for about a year, I think. And then um, I actually had a bit of time out of the fitness industry. So that sort of five or six years that I was working in it, um, PT and whatnot, just got a little bit too much at some stage. So I just took a little bit of time off to sort of regather myself um, and then sort of step back into it, which definitely is what I needed. And I sort of talking to a few other PTs around the area um have done exactly the same they take a little bit of time away um it can be pretty full-on um, being a personal trainer and whatnot so taking that time away to sort of find myself again get back into it and the opportunity come up to purchase raw performance den here um so yeah took that on board and we're being operational coming up two years now um so it's been a crazy experience but uh very very well worth one um at the same time as well so um, it's definitely my niche training, being strength and conditioning here in raw performance. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much a bit about my background, sort of where I started, how I started, and sort of where we are now. Awesome, man. Appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, personal training can be very, uh, what's the word, like daunting or, you know, just uh, it can take a lot out of you if, if you do it for a long time. And, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you got to take that break and re- reduce Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's what I definitely found. Getting into it can be very full on. Um, I said daunting, using that word there. Um, especially putting yourself out there as well. Um, to to not only to have people trust you with their goals and with their fitness and whatnot, 
Um, but I think for anyone overcoming that hurdle is definitely a massive stepping stone to, to pursuing your career and sort of whatever direction you want within this fitness industry. So it's um, definitely a great one to look back on and see how far I've come and where I'm now for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so, you know, with that being said, you know, what's the size of your facility right now? Like if you had to like give a, like a square footage or a, a meter. Yep. So our gym sits at about 600 square meters, which I done a few calculations yesterday. Um, being from the States, I think it's about 6,400 square feet. Um, so yeah. yeah, around that, I think. Um, so yeah, that's our gym space at the moment. Um, so we have sort of two separate, um, we're, we're a shared gym. I'll start off like that. Um, so pretty, pretty old school in the way of being a shared, no air con it's as the name says, pretty raw, um, with our training there. So we've got big roller doors that we put up. Um, that's how we get our nice airflow in and whatnot, but two sheds, essentially we've got our bottom shed, which is all our strength and conditioning where all our weights department takes place, um, as well as then our upstairs shed, which is our cardio, um, or warm-up area. So that's where our, um, conditioning classes take place as well as a bit of a quieter zone for sort of anyone looking to do their own thing or doing a bit of a stretching mobility routine. We've got that quieter space upstairs too that you can sort of come get out of the um, rat racer downstairs and sort of have your own time up there. Awesome. I like the setup. I've never really heard anything like that before. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely unique um, and definitely unique to Port Macquarie, but I think it really fits our brand and sort of our training style really well. Wonderful. Um, you know, so with that being said, you know, um, you know, if you had to give uh, a member base right now, like what, where would your member numbers stand? That moment we're sitting around 130, uh, members. Um, our goal is to escalate that as much as we can. And we definitely got the space to do so. Oh, yeah. Um, so moving back two years when we first took over the gym here, um, it was sitting around 75, 80 members. Um, and being two years ago, that was sort of in the height of COVID in Australia here. Um, so sort of that second wave that come through here. Um, so as we took over, we hit a lockdown here in Australia or in New South Wales where we are. Um, and that actually dropped business back quite a bit. Um, we're able to sort of get through that, um, which we'll probably go into detail later on here. Um, but yeah, got through that and now we've sort of escalated our members up to that 130 mark. Um, and looking to move them up close to that 200 mark um, at the end of the year, early next year, and really keep that membership growing. Yeah, so you, you said by end of the year, you want to get to like that 200 mark? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a good goal to have as far as, you know, where you want to be in the growth and stuff like that. For sure. Um, so kind of walk us through, like, give us kind of like, you know, you, you mentioned, you gave a layout of the gym as far as like, you know, uh, cardio and, you know, services and stuff like that. But if you could give an elevator pitch of everything that you offer in the facility. So, yeah, I like to think of our gym as very much holistic to everything. However, we do specialize in strength and conditioning is our main focus. And that's where our classes come into play. So I would say we're a very specialized import quarry, very specialized strength and conditioning gym where our programming our classes, our weight, our equipment and our structure is um, very much suits that. Um, we've definitely moved more in the powerlifting side as well. So our being a shared gym, it's definitely sort of tracks that sort of membership base, but also our equipment utilizes and accommodates for um, powerlifters. So 
Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say those two things, strength and conditioning, powerlifting, definitely our core focus here at Rural Performance. Um, it's definitely where we excel and where our programming excels um, to get people not only comfortable with weights, um, but a massive focus on technique as well. So we use a lot of barbell work, a lot of dumbbell work, um, but also adding our functional work there. So being barbell work, definitely high risk stuff, being your squat bench deadlift is our main focus points here. Um, so us as coaches really take the time to show new members, but also existing older members, um, little technique changes, little things that help them improve every session, uh, but also make them feel comfortable and confident when it comes to barbell or any weight based movement there. Excellent. Um, so yeah, um, with, you have like, you know, an open gym concept. So is, you know, just for me to understand for the audience, is that something where like members can come in on their own whenever they want, or is it more or less if they're a member, they can come in when the facility is open? Yeah, no. So we have a 24 seven membership base as well. So you can come and go into the gym whenever you like with your 24 seven tag, very similar to most other commercial gyms. Um, giving them that freedom to work out whenever they need. Um, they don't have to be here during staffed hours. Whatever fits their um, schedule, work schedule, life schedule, they're able to get in here, in here and still get their workouts done. Um, yeah, so definitely like to give our members that freedom. Um, but being also, I find, a, a very niche gym in the way of our strength, conditioning and powerlifting is, and having our membership base that little bit smaller too, is that a lot of members say how good it is to walk into the gym and have not every piece of gym equipment taken up, especially around that busy five, four, five PM mark. Uh, when everyone's finishing work, they go to the gym. Um, I find that that's still our busy period, but there's still plenty of equipment free, um, plenty of room to move about. So I think that's what our members really appreciate a lot is um, keeping that small community gym, but big enough um, for us to still grow operate and expand as need be yeah nail on the head yeah it's it's you know to be crowded is one thing but if you're crowded and don't have everything that you want then that becomes an issue because then it's like you got six people waiting on one machine that's it exactly right like i think we've all all been there in those commercial gyms where yes it is like that it's very crowded um and very overwhelming i guess for for new members or new people getting into the gym so we like to sort of break that barrier in the way of helping those people who haven't been to a gym before um, step foot in our gym, feel really welcome and confident and comfortable to actually come do a workout and not feel judged, not feel sort of any pressure to do anything. They work at their own pace, work to their own weights and we're there to help them and watch them every step of the way. Awesome, man. love to hear that. You know, education is key, especially when, you know, you have somebody that doesn't really know much or it doesn't have the experience that you don't necessarily like you would have in that, in that situation. So, um, you know, so let's kind of dive into, you know, more like the business side of things, you know, lead, lead gen, you know, kind of walk me through how are you getting leads into the door? So I guess being very much as we just touched on the educational side of really helping new members get into gym and whatnot, um, social media for us is a big thing. Um, so putting out a lot of informational, but also educational content. So any sort of new members or just people in general in the Port Macquarie region who are looking for that gym and aren't too sure on what to do, 
we like to try and portray that social media and help them break that barrier to get them in through our education, um, give them more knowledge and confidence behind sort of the, the front door of the fitness industry, give them that knowledge behind it there to sort of give them that confidence to walk in the door. Um, I, I think also being the smaller community and we are word of mouth, word of mouth for us is massive. Um, so we've definitely gained a lot of members from word of mouth and, and just sort of reinsures us that we are doing a great job here with our coaching, with our staff, et cetera, of giving our members a great opportunity to excel. And then that obviously that, um, that work that we put in is obviously shown by them bringing their friends, their families, et cetera, into the gym um, to obviously have us show them those steps as well. So I think those two, those two um, marketing strategies definitely our biggest ones um, that we really focus on and really push hard. Uh, more so the social media stuff now, trying to expand our membership base, not only in the Port Quarry region, uh, but also online as well. Uh, looking to move into that direction is definitely a future goal of ours. So that in educational informational content is where we really want to put our focus into as well. Awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, how, how, how does that word of mouth, you know, social media posts and things that how's that seem to be working for you? Are you getting a ton of leads in the door? Are you getting like a lot of likes and comments, you know, kind of walk me through like you getting 20 leads a week, 20 leads a month. Yeah, look, it's definitely um, this year, start of this year, we've definitely seen a massive increase in our lead conversion, uh, but also leads in general coming in. Um, but I think when we first took over as well, getting that word of mouth out as well has been uh, a bit of a thing that was lacking with the gym. Um, it was that gym that no one really knew about. Um, so for us right at the start, word of mouth was massive and we found a massive lead conversion um, with that. Hence our numbers grew pretty substantially, pretty quickly um, from that. So our conversion rate was really good. Um, moving sort of shifting forward now into social media, we've definitely seen a, um, a increase in our following likes, shares, comments, etc. Um, so I definitely feel as though our social media presence is becoming uh, bigger, um, which is great. So, and it's definitely shown by sort of a bit more effort in what we're doing with our, with our videos, with our posts, information, etc. cetera. Um, so all in all, yeah, the, the social media online side of it's definitely increasing um, as well as in-house here with our um, lead conversions, definitely increasing as well. I'd, I'd say we're, we're around the mark of that 15 or 20 lead conversion a month. Um, obviously looking to expand as much as we can sort of as we push on through the year to try and hit our 200 goal. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. So is that 15 to 20 leads? Is that, you know, leads that are coming in that you're converting into members? Or is that just yeah. like... Yeah, that's correct. So leads converting into members, yeah. Okay. And so from those 15 to 20, how many are coming into the door? Um, you know, like, is it, are you converting 15 to 20 out of like 50 leads or, you know, 15 to 20 out of like 25 leads? Yeah, I'd probably say we're on that sort of lower end of probably about 25 leads that we're getting a month and we're converting a, a good percentage of them into clients. Um, so I guess from a business standpoint, it's um, really reassuring to know that when we do have a new customer member come through the door uh, for a trial to check us out whatever it may be um, that we're able to convert them so we're showing that our product and service that we're putting out um, is what they want and they feel comfortable to then sign up with us so mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, awesome, man. Um, so, you know, from that, that lead gen, you know, what's, you know, how are you, I guess, quote unquote, nurturing those leads, you know, what's kind of like the process? Yeah, so they'll come in. We got, um, with our classes, we have a free trial. So they can come, they can try three sessions um, over the course of a week. So they're able to trial those classes, see if it's a good fit, good feel for them. Um, and then after that is where they sign up. Um, so that's definitely where most of our leads move into is classes. Um, it's where most of our uh, membership base is, is in classes. Um, so that's where I find most of our um, attention goes. Um, when it comes to sort of nurturing those, those members, just showing them all the ropes, really. Uh, make them, as we touched on earlier, feel welcome, confident, comfortable. As they walk in the door, most of our leads coming in are people that haven't been to the gym or haven't been to the gym for five, 10 years. So they're really new to it. They're still green to the whole gym scene. Um, so for us, as we touched on there, um, being that gym that really brings those new people in, that's how we like to to bring them in and, and make them feel welcome when they come in. Yeah. Awesome, man. You know, so, you know, kind of dabbling into, you know, marketing a little bit more, you know, you said you're doing like social media. Are you doing, you know, paid leads? Are you doing boosted ads? Are you doing paid marketing with a company? Kind of like walk us through like, you know, what's your experience been with like the, the marketing side of things with that? Yeah. So social media is a very interesting one. It's always, no one ever knows, I guess the, the, the best key to use to unlock the door um, to social media. But what I've found recently is definitely our paid advertising and boosted ads on Facebook and Instagram is definitely where we like to put our focus, um, especially if we're trying to target within our Port Macquarie region. That's where I find if we're hosting um, like a challenge, like a fitness challenge, 10 week or eight week fitness challenge, that's where I like to put a lot of our funds into that advertising is to gain the interest of the local members um, as our challenges are face-to-face and not online. So we are trying to bring um, those members in the door. Um, with social media as well, just learning. We don't have any um, social media company that help us out. Um, it's all run by ourselves. Um, but just learning, um, keeping up with the sort of new trends and ways that are operating there, whether it be TikTok, we're slowly getting on as well. It seems to be a place where um, a lot of sort of information education is given out. Um, but also for us, Instagram is our main focus. So reels is where we like to put a lot of our focus for our informational content. Um, if we're posting, as I say, a photo on Instagram, um, that might be more so to do with just the gym itself, um, whether it's sort of any class update to classes or um, staffed hours or anything to do with the gym, um, whereas our reels is where that informational educational content to target the, the worldwide audience, I guess you can say. Uh, try increase our followers, increase our brand awareness um, on a on a new platform. Um, and then I guess Facebook is obviously with those booster posts and ads is where we target our local group uh, or like local surrounds in Port Macquarie, um, where I do boost the ones for the fitness challenge, um, any events we got coming up, um, or just boosting ads and uh, boosting photos in general that uh, portray what the gym is like to then gain their brand awareness um, in our area. Awesome. And you, you know, you feel that those ads and, 
you know, the boosted and stuff like that, that's, you know, it's presenting good, good return. Um, you know, and now that everything's opening kind of back up per se. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I've just seen a, a great increase in that. Um, brand awareness, more so as I touched on earlier with being that small gym when we first took over, no one really knew about it. We've definitely got our name out there a lot more um, there. Um, obviously there's a social media, there's endless amounts to learn about. Um, yeah. I think the future plan for us is to move down the route of help getting a company to help us increase that drastically. Um, all those little ins and outs of um, sort of Facebook ads and marketing and whatnot that we can gain any advantage, any help with is definitely a, a goal of ours that we are going to be looking towards this year in 23 um, to re really take that online presence as high as we can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes bringing in, the, I guess, for a lack of words, we'll say the big guns, um, you know, where people that work on marketing every single day can get you the, the, the delivery that you're looking for. So that's it. hundred percent. Exactly. Right. Awesome. Man. Um, so, you know, kind of shifting gears a little bit here, you know, what's, you know, oftentimes I find, and you know, I could be completely wrong. And I think, you know, how long ago did Australia open up with, you know, being able to like, I guess, act as a normal country. Um, I guess you can say we're probably still trying to come out of it. I think everyone's still trying to come out of it really. But yeah. I think for us, um, as I said, two years ago when we took over is where we had that second wave of lockdown uh, from COVID come through. And I think that was probably our last big um, hurdle that we sort of faced here. Um, after that, it sort of it started to dwindle off. We still had restrictions um, on either our class numbers, wearing masks, um, or just how sort of we operate um, distance-wise, social distancing, which we still consider and we still take into effect now just for that general health, hygiene, and safety. Um, but yeah, definitely two years ago um, is where we hit that massive hurdle. And it just so happened to be when we did take over the gym. Um, so for us, it was definitely a, a big learning curve on, um, on how to get through it and how to come out the other side and um, get to where we are now. Um, yeah, so moving forward though, um, definitely come through it um, at a really good rate and um, really bounced back well as well. Awesome. You, do you feel, no, you know, piggybacking off that, do you feel the momentum that you're, you know, experiencing for the time being is all strictly like word of mouth, you know, you're boosting posts and things like that? Or do you feel maybe it's a combination of coming off of that lockdown or that, that return to a sense of normalcy, we'll, we'll say, do you feel like, you know, what you're doing now will sustain the momentum if the momentum is partially caused by that that normalcy that people are starting to get back into their old ways and their routines. Yeah, look, I think um, for us here, I think a lot of people are sort of back to their normal routines now. So I don't think our membership um, leads and conversions are coming from sort of any restriction, lockdown or anything like that, them coming out of that. Um, I solely think it is purely from word of mouth and our social media presence, um, just people seeing us. Um, a few of our members have come from other gyms and then transferred to us. So it um, goes to show that what we're putting out there, they're seeing and, and liking for them to transfer from their own gym to us. Um, yeah, I definitely feel everyone sort of moved past 
that COVID line now and they're definitely on the, the other side of it, um, not really worrying about it too much. Um, I have seen definitely um, being in a gym setting, the sort of hygiene is still up there, which is great to see. Um, so people are still taking precautions where needed if they're sick or whatnot, but I, it definitely hasn't affected our membership um, in the way of leads and lead conversions, that's for sure. Awesome. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, so leading me to my next, you know, question is, you know, what's, you know, with, with bigger box gyms, as far as like, you know, the 24 hour access, the open gym, stuff like that, what's kind of like your retention? Like, you know, obviously you're going to get 15, 20 members, you know, are you losing 10 to 15 of those? Are you losing five to 10 of those kind of walk me through what's your retention been like, you know, since, uh, the, the momentum. Yeah. Um, there's actually a question and a chat I was having to um, one of my mates the other day too about this. And um, I was saying, I feel a lot of our, our retention's really good. And I feel the the drop in memberships we have had are pretty much just people moving away from Port Macquarie. Um, a lot of our members that have left us have either moved away to Newcastle up north, further down south, wherever it may be, they've just changed location really. It's not so much they've gone to another gym. Um, there's been a small handful, single digit percentages of our membership base that have left us to either go try another gym or just left us for any financial reason they're going through. But other than that, our retention rate is really good. Um, and again, as I touched on, I like to look at that is the service we are providing is what they want. And it's a, up to a high standard where they want to be here and they want to stay here. Um, for a long period of time. Good. Always good to hear, especially because, you know, that, that moving thing, it's just, you you can't really get out of that per se, unless they want to travel and commute. Yeah, that's it. Exactly right. So it's a, one of those bummer things, but it's um, one of those things that it's life and it happens. So you just mm-hmm. um, accept that and, and thank them for the time and, and all the all the sort of comments and feedback we have had are, are terrific. Like there's not really anyone said the gym's terrible. I don't like it. It's all been, I'd love to have the gym, your gym, where I'm moving to and um, and still be able to train there. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so circling back around here, a couple of things that came to my mind. And if we've uh, covered these, I apologize. But, you know, maximizing, you know, in profit inside the studio, you know, you have open gym, memberships you have the one-on-one pt some semi-private um you know kind of walk me through like the you know it it is a larger group class something that's been thought about is it already there um you know how big is the semi-private you know kind of walk me through you know like what are your thoughts plans to maybe potentially add those in or grow those yeah for sure so um, I guess starting with our classes there, we do have, or we like to cap our classes at 20 people. Um, yeah. But most of the time we we sort of sit around that 12 to 15 per class. Um, and, and we're really comfortable with that. Um, being we only have one trainer on each for each class there, um, it definitely keeps up one-on-one approach to how we deliver our service. Um, also being a, a more focused weights class, weights gym uh, with that risk of injury being higher rather than sort of a cardio class or um, sort of a a group circuit class Um, having those smaller numbers within our classes is definitely where we excel Um, and a lot of members really like that they don't like the big hustle and bustle of 50 plus people in a class or in a room at any one time 
Um, for the future, definitely is increasing memberships, which in turn might mean putting on more class times um, or adding another trainer onto a class to then cater for 20, 25 people. Mm-hmm. Um, for, I'd say for our gym, for our equipment, what we got 20 people to pushing 25 per class is definitely where our maximal capacity would sit um, for a one-time slot. Um, so that's definitely a future of ours is definitely or future goal is definitely increasing that membership base there and needing to put more classes on is definitely the, the goal there. Um, one-on-one or one-on-one PT, small group training um, is another sort of revenue that we look at and really try and bring a lot of people in that way as well. Um, being that specialised training we are, I find people who are coming to us are coming to us for a reason. They're not sort of just walking the door and um, and saying, I just want to work out as such. It's I want to come here for a reason. And um, and I find that retention rate, as we touched on with them, is really good too. Not only for our PTs who coach those people, but then we convert them into paying members as well, not just personal training members. They come, they utilise the gym, whether it be classes or whether it be the 24-7 access we offer, they either move into one of those two categories there. So there's definitely that transfer um, and sort of chain link up that we can see from um, those one-on-ones as they sort of move into the gym scene for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, growing growing that one-on-one PT um, obviously is a component of, you know, maximizing that revenue in the gym. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, man. Love it. Uh, well, cool. Well, uh, I think good place to start wrapping up there. Um, you know, covered a lot of topics and things going on in your facility, you know, last couple of things for you. I always like to ask this towards the end and, you know, with your experience and what you've done and you went through COVID and, you know, bounce back a little bit, you know, what would be some wise words that you would give somebody else that's looking to start their own fitness business? Yeah. For, for us, I say sort of take, any opportunity that comes, um, whether it be sponsor, community sponsorships, whether it be a new member walk in the door, is just give them the opportunity um, to embrace everything give, and show your worth to them as well. So um, I think some people can take for granted um, about what service they are offering, um, but I really like to sort of any new member that walks in the doors, not so much throw the book at them, but help them with all the information give it to them but in a in a logical sense where they feel like oh wow they're really they're real on top of it they like to they like to show me everything and make sure I feel comfortable and welcome so um yeah definitely helping an individual out where possible and taking any opportunity um that's given to you is definitely a sort of a a thing that I've learned over the past few years of of running the gym awesome wise words love it uh, thank you for sharing that, uh, Hayden. Last thing here for all the listeners out there, you know, we love to give shout outs for your facilities. So give a shout out. How can people reach you? Um, you know, for any of those listening in the, you know, the Aussie world, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, websites, how can they, you know, check out the Raw Performance? Yeah, so all our social media is a Raw Performance Den. That's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so that's where we post all our content on those social media platforms there. Um, whether it be educational, informational, gym updates, um, events as well, powerlifting events, strongman events, um, or any sort of in-house little um, get-togethers that we do, Christmas parties, et cetera. Um, so that's where all our main focus is situated around those three platforms there. 
and uh, where we're easily contactable. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that, Hayden. And for everybody out there listening, you know, if you want to check out Raw Performance Den, you're in the Australia world, uh, definitely check it out. Cool setup. Got a lot of cool things going on there. Strength focus. If you want to build that muscle, tone that body up, you know, all the good stuff. Um, and for anybody else out there that's listening, if this story inspires you and you want to hop on our show, feel free to click on the link, type in all your info. We'll be out, reach in touch um, and get you on the show. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Mike from MGM Personal Training out of the UK. What's going on, Mike? How are we doing today? I'm well, thanks. You okay? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Definitely excited to have you on the show today. Yeah, before to be we, yeah, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run MGM Personal Training, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people. And what made you want to start your gym in the first place? So M Gym is a personal training studio where we offer obviously personal training and um, a one-to-one or duo sort of um, basis. And we also offer group sessions um, at certain times of the day where it's a bit more like a personal training session on a bigger scale and um, where we do resistant training and cardiovascular sessions and try and tailor the sessions towards the clients themselves okay so how did you get into the fitness industry but even before you decided to open your gym i've always been into fitness myself um since a young age and i was playing football uh, for a number of years where i eventually got picked up um, and i earned a professional contract at the age of 18 19 um, and then eventually, after a few bad injuries and just a little bit of um, bad luck, really, um, difficult seasons, I ended up um, losing a bit of interest with football. And I kind of just played more locally and then done a personal training course. And that's how I ended up finding a passion for personal training. Yeah, yeah. So you were, we talked a little bit about this free interview you were already working like in the facility that you decided to take on yes so um after two years of working in the industry um i was um basically managing the gym i was working at and i had an opportunity to uh, buy the business as goodwill and so i took that on and then i've kind of just um grown the gym from there really yeah. Yeah. So during your time at when you were still like working um, under whoever was running it, like what are some of the skills that you learned about how to run a business that you are using every day? Um, well, 
obviously, obviously, um, as a personal trainer, I've kind of developed um, by watching other trainers train uh, clients and picked up stuff and kind of made it my own. But I'd say as a business owner, um, just um, sort of being more competent, uh, speaking to people and being more personal. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of the main skill I've probably picked up. Um, and along the way, as a business owner, I've picked up more skills um, to do with like marketing and stuff. I've still got a lot to learn, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So since you brought it up, let's let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about marketing. Um, how are you guys getting people in the door? Um, you told me a little bit about like some of the goals that you have for your membership earlier, but what's mm -hmm. been what's been working for you guys well up to this point? Well, I think um, since I've kind of took over, um, a lot of a lot of our new members have been from word of mouth. Um, but we also do a little bit on Instagram as well. So um, we put a, a bit of effort into that and that seems to get um, a lot of attraction. Also like my personal account as well, um, where I kind of uh, promote calisthenics training, which is kind of my, my niche um, style of training. And yeah, I tend to get quite a lot of inquiries for that. Um, and then, we get a few inquiries from like our website and people contacting us through email. And then we follow up the emails with calls. So what does it look like? So after somebody shows just like general interest about, you know, coming to the gym, what does your process look like to get them into maybe one of your classes and then convert them into a paying customer? So if they're interested in coming to a class or, that's that's kind of the focus. Then we tend to offer a free class. Um, obviously, if they, you know, all being well, they turn up to the class, enjoy it. We speak to them after, and then we kind of sign them up through that sort of process. If it's for personal training, we tend to jump on a call with them or try it again to get them into the gym, just to have a, a chat one on one, talk about what goals they want to achieve, and then um, we offer. Um, our service from there with you know if they're not sure how many sessions they want to do a week or then you know they, uh, they're not sure how many sessions they should be training we suggest what they should start off with and then go from there so are you doing all of the selling myself and one of my colleagues yourself and your colleagues yeah. so are you confident in your sales ability like going into starting your own business? Am I confident in my sales ability? Where are you? Like when you first started oh, your business? Right. Was that something, yeah. Was that something that you had to uh, develop and work on? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. I'm not I'm not really a salesperson, if I'm being honest. Um, it's just not my sort of forte, really. Um, I've kind of had to pick it up as I go. But like I said, generally a lot of it is worked off recommendations and because they want to do a style of training that's a bit different. Um, so that's kind of been the main driving force that has you know, got the gym where it is today. Because you're doing primarily, well, 
you have other trainers, but your style is just focusing on like calisthenics. So really like do do your clients do any weight training at all or is it all just calisthenics? Yeah, yeah. No, we um like like we were saying earlier, um we have uh, different trainers at the gym. Um so not only does my sort of uh Instagram or profile online attract people for calisthenics, we have like a weightlifting coach, a Pilates mm-hmm. instructor. So people obviously um get interested in different types of fitnesses depending on the person. Um they contact them and then that's how we get more leads. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what does your day-to-day look like as the owner? Like outside of any training that you do, what do you do on a ba- on a daily basis to continue to move your business forward and grow? Um so at the moment it's still quite 100 mile per hour in a day. Um so I'll wake up early. I tend to start my sessions early, so 6 a.m. Um, so it's a 5 a.m. start. Um, I have like a good morning routine um, just to get me focused. Um, and then I train people um, all morning pretty much. And then after I finish my morning sessions, I tend to do a bit of admin work. So just the little bits that need to be done. I do my own training and generally have a little bit of a gap. And then um, I sometimes have evening sessions as well from four or five o'clock onwards. Um, And that's, that's the same for most of the instructor instructors at the gym. And they might not have as much admin work to do because I tend to do a lot of the admin work as well for them. Okay. And by, by admin work, give us an example of like some of those tasks that you might do every day. Uh, so that could be following up uh, an inquiry uh, that we might have had online. Um, we have a booking system um, for our classes and PTs. So sometimes um, we generally block PT sessions out. Um, you know, So someone might have the same slot each week or a few times a week. Um, but sometimes stuff needs moving around on the system, so I tend to do it then. Um, and also uh, maintenance of the building that we're in, stuff to do with that as well. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the goals that you have for um, engine personal training. Mm-hmm. Let's say one year from now, what would make you really happy about like how you're business has progressed like what type of things would you want to happen um so our target is to by the end of the year have 200 members at the gym um, and that could be from personal training to group sessions um, that's just one of the targets um, i'd like to have another trainer on board at m gym um, and we also are looking to go into more online training as well um, just to offer um, our support as well to people who can't actually get to the gym or people who might only be able to get there once so they can do more, obviously, outside the gym in their own time. And then what about for like yourself? Like, What type of lifestyle do you want your business to create for you? Um, I'd like to have a little bit more time back. So um, I'd still like to personal train because that's 
know, I enjoy doing the job, um, the one-to-ones, but like to be able to maybe have like afternoons off or, you know, uh, work on sort of the online side um, and basically take a little bit of a step back um, to manage the business better um, and obviously spend more time with uh, family and friends. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, now, before we wrap the show up, one more question for you. Um, give yourself a piece of advice that you wish you would have had, knowing everything that you've learned over the past few years, that you wish you would have had first starting out. Um, I guess I've got better at this over the years, but um, learn to step back and let other people um, take control a bit more. Um, I think it's easy, easily done when you've got your own business to, you know, be stuck in it um, and just, you know, be working, working endless amount of hours. Um, but sometimes it's just good to step back and, you know, manage the business as a whole yeah. um, more so. All righty, Meg. Well, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, so Instagram, Mike Gervin Fitness um, is my Instagram. And also Jim is MGym Personal Training. All righty. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. And to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description. And as always, until next time, Jim Lloyd's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, our guest is Mr. Jacob Lewis with The Gym, with locations throughout Southern California and now Arizona. Jacob, what is going on, sir? How are you? How's it going? Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited. This is a an interesting time for us to have this conversation and I don't want to steal your thunder or, or take any of your moves here, but there's a lot of moving parts and, and big news here coming soon. Why don't, 
for the people listening who aren't familiar with the brand, The Gym, why don't you paint us a little bit of a background into what this business is about before we get into the business conversation? So we have, it's a crusade for us and it's a crusade to, to put, to give every community what we have in the communities that we already have. And what I mean by that is just somewhere that is, I would say on the hardcore side of fitness, but also it's, it's culture driven first. So with that brings people into our facilities that are, that are really like graduating in their fitness career, fitness path, whatever, whatever you'd like to refer it to. And we're, so what we're going to be doing here, you know, and let me go back into the history, a little bit of our brand, George Jackson, George Jackson uh, used to be one of the CFO CFOs of Gold's Gym when Pete Grimkowski and Paul Grimkowski owned it. And they were the guys that took Gold's Gym from one to what basically bigger than what it is today as far as locations. And uh, George Jackson was, he was, he was responsible for close to the first 270 gyms that they added. He would, you know, when they brought him on as CFO and in 1985, him and Rick uh, Stevenson, which is a former champion bodybuilder, teamed up and opened um, Pacific Beach, San Diego, California, which was at the time before they moved into the the building that it's in now, it was one of the first three uh, licensed Gold's Gym locations that had failed and they purchased it and revamped it. And that's really where our history starts with the brand. So, you know, there's, we're, we're woven into the DNA of American bodybuilding from where it was started at, in my opinion, within our country. And, you know, that movement that Pete and George and all those guys were a part of is why there are so many retail fitness locations today, which is a great thing. You know, you bring, you bring gyms into areas, you literally see them the people within the community, you see the change in the community within that, within that cluster of people. So that's really where our, our culture driven concept came from. And it's, it's been ran and true and tried on all of our locations uh, since 1985. So, you know, what the way that, that we met up with George and Rick is we, we both used to be former world gym franchisees. And they, before that, they were Gold's Gym, obviously. That's where George comes from. Well, after Gold's Gym sold somewhere around 98, 99, they went super corporate with their approach. So George and Rick ended up removing themselves from Gold's. They met with Joe Gold at the time he, he was alive and he owned Gold, uh, World Gym. So they transitioned and he made a promise that he wasn't going to sell. And then later on, Joe Gold ended up passing away and leaving it to uh, his friend and attorney, Mike Uritz. And then he ended up selling it to Planet Fitness. So long story short, um, the same situation that happened with Gold's happened with World. And we became friends because we were all in the World Gym world. And uh, we had a meeting with them one day, him and Rick, and asked them what they were doing. Uh, what they're going to do. And they're like, well, we can tell you we're not staying with this, you know, because it's going right back into the the corporate franchise, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And we were on the same page. We we're like, we're ready to peace out, you know? 
So uh, we sat down, we we came up with a brand, we trademarked it, and then we, we teamed up on the brand portion of it. And now we have seven locations and we're, we're going to be adding quite a few more. Yeah. And it's funny how things happen in cycles like that. It's yeah. history, history repeats itself, but we, a lot of this, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of this was driven just more or less based on knowing what we didn't want to do. And that governed where we are now and hopefully where things will continue to be into the future. So here we are with with the brand, the gym, like you said, seven currently adding quite a bit overall. The model being similar-ish to those familiar with Golds or with World or whatever you said, with membership being the forefront. But paint us a little bit of a word picture here, Jacob. If I'm to walk through the doors of one of these locations, what am I experiencing? What is What is the environment like? Well, the first thing is, you know, when you're comparing golds and all all the other modern modern day gyms, they're very soft. They're very they're afraid to be what they originally were because they're afraid to offend people or scare people away. Mm-hmm. To where our concepts, it's driven around the weight room. So, you know, the weight room is the focal point of where everything goes down. Of course, we have cardio machines and all that stuff, but we're heavy focused on what really works and what really is like, you can't change. You can't get away from that. You can come up with all these gimmicks all day, all year and, you know, bounce around, bounce around, bounce around. But at the end of the day, where did it all start at? It all started in the weight room. So that's, that's one thing that I would say you walk in the doors, it's, you're not going to feel, I mean, I've been in gyms all around the country and you walk into any one of our gyms, you hear, you know, weight, weights clanking, loud music, dip, like different lighting, everything is, it's not, it's not, it's not corporate at all. So imagine, you know, walking in and with, with us, we, we hire people that, that are culture driven. So if they don't have it and they're not like, they're like high five and members and, you know, the energy is not there, then it's, they might want to go get a job at, you know, one of the other corporate brands yeah. because it's just different. So the best, we, the best we leaned way. against the, the tides. on Right. This one. Exactly. And the best way to explain it is just energy. Like you cannot help, like you can walk into the doors having the worst day ever and you cannot help, but change your whole aspect after you walk into the doors. Understood. Okay. Now we've been doing this for, for quite some time now, Jacob. So in your perspective in the Southern California and and now Arizona area, what has worked for you guys to pass this marketing message along? How have we found interested leads to join as members in these locations? Well, uh, one thing I could say is, you know, people need something to uh, stand for and people need to stand for something as a whole for our country. And with us, it's been, it's really just attracting people that, that believe in the same, the same vision that we do. We want to deliver a po- product that has a positive influence on the community. 
we want to stand for what's right. And that goes all the way back, you know, back to the beginning of COVID. Our gyms were all, um, we're in California, mind you, our gyms were all resisting on COVID and standing up and being there for our community, for the people that wanted to use our gyms. And that's, I mean, in a short aspect, like that is, I think that's where a lot of these, you know, owners and uh, corporations have really lost themselves. Like if you're not there for the community that you're serving, you might want to check yourself. And, you know, that was a good example in 2020. And Oof. with that, it, you know, that especially they, in California. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, you can see some of this stuff that I have, you know, right. memorabilia from uh, media interviews and just a bunch of other stuff that went on at the time. But it's uh, it's really it basically when you meet when you meet with owners, you're going to know how they click, what they click with, and what they need help with, and that's pretty much pretty much the short end of it. If that answers your question, sure. And so strategically the identity has been this kind of rallying cry for people to to join and, and identify with in your own words how do we get that out tactically is this through different forms of media print social is this boots on the ground guerrilla style getting into communities what is what is the actual move to get the word out so i mean we're heavy on like digital marketing, obviously videos and content like that, our social medias are, they're, they're popping. Um, but that's something that's part of our process that we help when somebody comes on, like for, I'll just use a quick example. The newest licensees, Ramona used to be Ramona fitness center in San Diego County. We, he went in, he came in, rebranded, took some notes on different equipment, stuff like that. And then we helped with the culture first year after rebranding. And mind you, I think his gym is there for 20, 25 years or something like that. And uh, he owns his he owns his building, so on and so forth. First year rebranding, 175% increase just off of implementing our systems on our brand. It's not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> I, mean, I could go all the way backwards because again, you know, we were world gyms and all that. So we transitioned yeah. too. And then we, we seen the changes in it, you know, over the, the first year so on and so forth. Got it. Okay. So part of what people are, are getting when right. they work with you is assistance and recommendations and that you guys lean towards digital. And I think it makes sense. I mean, what worked for the original golds and in magazines and print it's just not realistic anymore. Everything is online. It's where the eyeballs are. This is how we get to people. You guys lean in on that. Right. Talk to me about the next step here. The sales process in this kind of a model is fascinating to me because it's it's been bastardized and a lot of one of those cyclical things of we lean in heavy on pressure, we go non-pressure, we lean in heavy on pressure, we go non-pressure, and it's changed yeah. over the years. For you guys... Walk me through kind of the various checkpoints involved when somebody reaches out, how do they transition to become an actual member? Okay. So the first thing I want to point out, you know, with, with a lot of these other large corporations, how often are you going to be able to like talk with the people that are in the day-to-day -day running of it, like via phone or text or whatever? Mm -hmm. 
and with us, that's really what you get. You get over 40 years of experience in the industry. You get the the guys that have done it old school. And then, you know, you have our, our end of it up here in the high desert on the brand. We're more of the, we're younger. So kind of like old school, hardcore meets modern approach. And that's, that's where it comes. But to, to label out the process to you, first thing we do is we, we see what, what, what situation the person is in, or if there is a situation, meaning do they already own a gym that they're looking at revamping? Are they coming in? Are they, you know, where are they at in the process? If they're going to build a new gym, where are you at? Have you, have you just thought of it? And then you contact with us, which is great because we can prepare you for what to do. But a lot of people don't realize when, you know, when you're putting up a 12,000 to 45,000 square foot gym, all the costs that come in between, which you know, <laughs> especially in California, things rack uh, up quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Racks up quick. So the first thing we do is we get them out to see our gyms. So we take, we'll take them, you know, over the high desert, we'll take them to San Diego because it's really something that once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Like it's, I don't even know what words to put it to, but you know, if you could think of that Europa feel like the first time going into like a really nice club, like, and, and having an, a, a vacation, that's, that's what it is like. And you can, I can sit here and explain it all day long, but until you come in and see it, it doesn't, it, it's not going to hit you like it should. So what we do is we get them, we show them the gyms, we show them the atmosphere. And then as we get going, if they're serious and in a serious position, we take, we take a $2,500 deposit and then myself and one of my colleagues will fly out or drive out or do whatever, wherever it is and see what they're working with and make sure that it's something that's going to fit and work, not only fit with us, but work for them also, you know, because just because you see an empty building or, you know, something like that doesn't mean that it's, it's the best opportunity to put something into so we go and evaluate the situations and then start going over just, you know, what we think it's going to run to do what they want to do. And at that point, uh, we go straight into agreement. And with us, we have we have clauses that we're, we're, we're set up to keep our brand within our families and not sell. So that's a promise that we have, like you, you they won't be dealing with any, um, world gym gold gym. party buyer whoever it is yeah. Yeah. all of a sudden hey instead of a flat fee i want eight percent no we don't do that so and it goes back into the freedom you know the whole aspect of freedom we're here to help these help these owners grow we're not here to control them and keep our thumbs on them at all sure okay now at this point i mean somewhat removed from the day-to-day -day of individual clubs in your role I'm sure there's a much greater focus on opportunities and threats, right? The classic SWOT analysis. So piece by piece that with me here for a minute. Opportunities here as you guys move forward. The goal is additional locations. How do we bring that to the forefront? What is what is the idea for you at this moment? So uh, again, boots on the on the ground. That's something I didn't mention earlier. I we kind of cut off at, you know, digital, but I'm a big believer in face-to-face -face handshake, 
you know, eye to eye contact. And that's, that's how we build our membership base too. And that's something that, that, you know, getting into the schools and helping the youth and doing all that type of stuff, you can't beat that. Yes. It's, it takes more time. It's, it takes more, you know, man hours and so on and so forth, but that's how the, this is, this is going to be too. So, you know, there's always, there's always somebody out there to help. And there's always the, you know, you get in front of the right person, it's going to, and it benefits both sides. That's how America was built. So, you know, we can do it gym by gym across the country. Yeah. And one at a time, at least in, in the moment with the strategy yeah. that we have in place. Okay. So flip that around here with the idea of being additional locations, what do you think could provide some challenge to that or some things that you'll have to overcome as a business? Well, of course, there's always going to be challenges. Nothing, Rome wasn't built overnight and it's just, it's just the way that it is. So uh, the main thing is how you deal with challenges and, you know, being 12 years in the business now, we've had our challenges and we've definitely overcame them. So I don't really, I don't look at, I don't look at negatives. I just look at moving forward. And if you can, that's one thing that we can, that will help with, you know, owners within our network is as soon as you can eliminate looking at the negative and focus on where you want to be, those, those will come and go. Those will come and go. It's just how fast you bounce back from it. So that's that bridge when we get there, right? It's not, it's not a worry. You know, when you, when you build gyms, you, you tend to learn that nothing goes perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody that listens to this podcast knows that that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and again, like it's so the way that we're doing it is so simple and, you know, Pete Gronkowski, he's, I don't know if you know who that is. He's the guy, like I was saying earlier, former world champion bodybuilder. Uh, He, he lives in the community that I live in. We're friends. So we get coaching, you know, from him too, as far as what we're doing is very similar to what he did with Gold's Gym back in the day, minus, you know, some really nicer gyms. We have nicer gyms and some twists of like modern approaches and stuff like that. Yeah. It's funny to see in our space, at least, the people that at least are seemingly on the more successful end of the spectrum actively seeking out the knowledge of others, the coaching, the people that have been there and done it before. And it seems like the ones that are constantly stuck are so worried about the gym down the street, the guy next door, people poaching clients. And I I really appreciate the mentality that you brought earlier here with not focusing on, on those threats or those negatives. We're going to do what we do. We're going to do it really, really well believing that it's going to get us to where we need to go. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned the focusing on uh, on other gyms or whatever. One of our locations, it's it's about 30,000 square feet. It's, you know, in a busy shopping center, in a Costco shopping center. And right next to us is a 70,000 square foot corporate chain gym. And they can't compete with us. They have a yeah. hard time. They do cheap, cheap versions of what we do, but a, a dumbed down corporate version. So it doesn't work. You know, they see that uh, we do something, oh, we'll try this or our word, our verbiage this way or whatever. And um, we don't focus on them. You know, and since day one, we literally start building our gyms at the same time. 
And when I would have our staff meetings, I coach them, act like they're not even there. Like they're going to, they're going to bury themselves with how they work and what they do. And, you know, this is, this has been almost 10 years, what, eight, eight or nine years now of having them right next door and us having that approach. And it worked great for us. They would yeah, go we're still slander. doing all right. <laughs> yeah. They would slander us, our, you know, our team members and everybody else. And we, whoa, who, who's that? What's that? We didn't even know it was there, you know, play like that. Our number one source of new leads are people leaving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. They spend more money in marketing than we do. So uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It all, all serves itself in the end. Now, we're running a bit shy on time here, Jacob, but I want to save a minute or two for you to tell our crowd where they could learn more about the gym. What's the best website? What are the social media links? How can people connect with you guys? Okay, so the, it's, uh, the best way, probably the website. And I get most of those contacts that come through there. I'm very active on that. Uh, that's the hyphen gym.com hyphen like a minus sign. And then I would say to check out I'll give you a couple Instagram pages to check out the gym HD, which is our locations in the high desert. And then the gym SD. Uh, there's also Chula Vista. So the gym Chula, the gym Vista, the gym Mesa and the gym Ramona. So those are all the San Diego based gyms besides Mesa's in Arizona. And that those are probably the best ways to contact us website. The new website platform is uh, will be up and going probably for the next week and a half or so we're coming out with some really nice stuff. It's, it's, we're definitely changing the way that people look at uh, licensing or franchising gyms. It's going to be yeah. it's completely different. You know, it's going to be amazing. And so to everyone listening, connect with Jacob in the gym team on those platforms that he just mentioned, Jacob, I, I genuinely appreciate your perspective on all of this. I think these types of conversations whether people are operating a single location or actively pushing the licensing route where you guys are, a lot of the principles stay the same. Tactics and strategy may change, but the overarching guidelines of all of this stay the same. And so it's, it's incredibly useful to have this kind of a talk. I'm excited to see where the future of this goes because it sounds like we're right on the precipice of, of something big here. So I appreciate your time. I'm glad we got this chat and, and I wish you nothing but the best women. Appreciate it, brother. Keep up the great work. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.